0: An absolute horror show. An absolute horror show, and the evil, wickedness of the Marxist socialists comes straight through, no filter for all to see.
1: We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our the President Obama's administration. For this, we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.
2: I'm the only candidate in the race who, according to the polls now, can beat biden i mean it's hard to believe don't forget the democrats start with an advantage i won't tell you what the advantage is but different people automatically vote different people vote and they uh, sort of are locked into that vote no matter how bad a guy is if a man's grossly incompetent he can't speak he can't put two sentences together
0: that's president trump over the weekend in iowa I guess he wanted this to be aired on television, so he alluded to the fact that the Democrats start with the advantage of cheating in the election. Someone actually screamed out cheating. And that is how we got the incompetent, enemy of humanity, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., and his money-making schemes. And that is why he is still in the Oval Office. Because the machine that put him there is keeping him there. Let him destroy everything. The guy's got dementia, doesn't even care about his legacy as long as his family doesn't go to jail. President Trump, in this same clip, commenting on the horror show that is going on in Israel.
2: He can't find his way off a of stage. Let's see, there's a. Uh, I get got there. I could jump off this one. I could actually do it. He couldn't. Or I could just head back the way you came, right? That's pretty amazing. I watched the other day. Two entrances, two exits, and he couldn't figure out, how the hell do I get out of here? And he just made a statement on Israel. It lasted for less than 10 minutes, which is better than usual when you think about it. And naturally, he didn't take any questions. He doesn't take. I take questions from everybody. I do a press conference in the Oval Office. I would have some hostile people that you almost wonder why are you so angry? You know, we're doing a great job. We have the greatest economy ever. All of the things. And.
0: That's right. Uh, Biden only did a 10 minute or less, just a few minute response to the attacks. Uh, on Israel by Hamas. Didn't take any questions. Why would he? Blood is on his hands over this affair. What an absolute horror show. Let's get into this. Let's get into this horror show that we are witnessing right before our eyes. Alright, so what I'm showing for those of you viewing the video version of this is footage of the initial attack there in southern Israel, just across uh, the Gaza Strip. There are two entry points. They were uh, attacked. They attacked Israeli soldiers, killed some, uh, took some hostage, an absolute horror show. Total breakdown of security there. Israeli Defense Force was asleep. It was the Sabbath. It was a uh, Jewish holiday and Hamas, with funding from Iran because Biden released $6 billion to uh, Iran, uh, have funded this. And of course, the absolute uh, horror that a lot of people are reacting to is what happened during a peace festival on Saturday in which Hamas came over on paragliders, came through and just started mass slaughtering uh, women and party goers at this festival of peace in which there were international, not just Israeli people, uh, present slaughtered during this party that was near the Gaza Strip. So what you're seeing here, those watching the video, are a whole bunch of people running away during this festival because Hamas terrorists opened fire into this crowd of innocent party-goers. A woman uh, and people getting round up by Hamas and what was occurring here was there was this trance uh, trance music festival was held in the honor of the Sukkot festival. It was produced by Nova Productions. It started at 11 p.m. that night. And it continued all night and was attended by thousands of Israelis aged 20 to 40 from all over the country and the world. Uh, People were kidnapped and killed. Some people were able to survive. Like I said, an absolute horror show. Now, one story that got immediate attention was that of Shani Lok, a German tattoo artist.
3: About two hours ago, I spoke to a mother named Ricardo Loki. Now, her daughter Shani may already know her name. We showed you some of this video earlier. It is incredibly disturbing to see, but it is important to see. And Ricardo Loki, Shawnee's mom, gave us permission to, to show it to you, as disturbing it is, because this video is of her daughter being paraded through the streets in Gaza City by Hamas terrorists, by groups of men shouting, God is great, over her prone body in the back of a pickup truck. Celebrating her kidnapping, and we don't know exactly what the status her status is. Her mother hopes she may still be alive, though certainly in this video, uh, there's not much sign of that. Shani Loke is an Israeli-German citizen. She is a civilian. She was at a dance party along with thousands of other young Israelis and people from all over the world uh, when this attack began according to Israeli authorities as many as 260 more than 260 people at this one event were slaughtered by uh, Hamas fighters who descended upon them and systematically killed them. Her mom, Ricarda Loke was kind enough to speak with us tonight. First of all, Ricarda, h- how are you doing?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not uh understand everything what's happening. And until I don't know exactly what happens with my daughter, I will, I will not know for sure. So we're kind of waiting, waiting for news.
3: When did you first get word that she had been taken?
4: Uh, it started yesterday morning with the rockets in the early in the morning, around six o'clock. We had many rockets and alarms. And then I start calling her and see where she is, if she's near to her a secure location and she said she's at the festival in the south and she was panicked a little bit and she said she's going to take the car now and go to a safe location and then we stopped talking and since then i didn't hear anything from her anymore and then uh, she wasn't responding on her phone and a few hours later we we got a video from a friend through social media uh, and we identified our daughter on a pickup truck in the back lying on the floor with the militant men around her and uh, pushing her down and with uh, armed. arms and they were driving into the Gaza Strip with her. So we saw that they were in the Gaza Strip already.
0: Now, as far as those party goers, they have now found over 250, 260 dead people at the site of that party.
5: The death toll in Israel soared above 700 on Sunday, a number likely to numb much of Israeli society. Many of those killed close to Gaza had come to dance. But as Hamas fighters attacked, crowds of ravers ran for their lives.
6: And so we're now getting official confirmation according to Israeli medical services that 260 bodies have now been discovered and recovered from the scene of that music festival. This was called the nature festival. This was essentially a rave in the wilderness uh, and videos we're seeing from just before the attack took place Makes it look like, you know, your typical music festival, rave all night party with a bunch of young people dancing to DJs. Uh, But then after these rockets started launching around 6, 630 on Saturday morning, militants then directly attacked this music festival. We have heard now and seen the videos, the harrowing videos of people trying to escape. This is also where uh, several of uh, uh, several civilians were captured and, and, and taken hostage by Hamas, including that video that we've all seen so often of that young woman on the back of a motorcycle pleading uh, as she's being taken away by Hamas militants.
5: Many were dragged into Gaza as captives. Well, Simon, we
7: just came from an interview with the father of a young woman named Noah. She's 25 years old. She was at a music festival in the south of Israel. That music festival is turning out to be one of the most horrific sites of all of the carnage we are seeing here. a part of the branch of the Israeli emergency services telling NBC News, 260 people appear to have been killed at this music festival. It was one of the first targets for these militants when they crossed over the border. And a chilling video emerging, showing this young woman Noah being carried away on the back of a motorcycle, carried into Gaza. I spoke to her father earlier and he showed the kind of universal agony of a parent whose child is in harm's way. This man seemed like he could barely breathe. When I asked him, what would he say to the people who were holding his daughter captive right now? He said, please, please, I beg you, don't hurt her. Return her home safe and sound.
0: Now I feel the pain of Miss Luke and her tattoo artist daughter. I feel the pain of Noah Noah's father. These are adult children. What is even more horrifying are the images coming out of Gaza and of Israel with children, children, minor children. How about Edes Calderon, a 12-year-old Israeli boy kidnapped by Hamas and held hostage in Gaza? They are terrorizing this child Hamas are savages with no red lines. Share this video. Show the evil of Hamas. Tweeted out Aviva Klompus. Let's watch this clip.
6: 12-year-old <laughs> boy.
0: But it gets worse. Now, these images I'm seeing all over social media. It hasn't been verified. The only account uh, accounts I saw debunking this next clip was one saying, oh, this is fake. But these are the real children that are victims of uh, Israel uh, and showing children, uh, Palestinian children. Um, so this is supposed footage of children, Israeli children, kept in cages by Hamas.
8: I woke up man this morning with some disturbing news out of Israel, that Hamas kidnapping children, putting them in cages. Killing women, killing the elderly, that's some coward shit, that's cowardly. And for all y'all Black Lives Matter who ain't saying nothing, well, let me figure out exactly what happened before I say anything. Fuck you. Figure out what? It ain't never been cool to kidnap kids and put them in cages. It ain't never been cool to kill women and, and elderly. Never been, no matter where you from, what you represent, what tribe you for, don't matter. They ain't never been no cool. They ain't never been nothing that nobody supported. And then you're going high and put the kids in front of you as a barricade. That's some coward shit. All you politicians who always had something to say on the contrary, I see you. Fuck you. All you Black Lives Matter people who always had something to say and always supported everything else and you quiet now, fuck you too. All right, so this was a surprise attack. Why was it a surprise attack? Knowing that Israel
0: has some of the great intelligence. This obviously was a big operation. It seemed like it would be hard to move and, and execute all these things without some sort of intelligence from coming out of Israel or into Israel of this coming attack. Why the slow response? I don't have any answers. These are just legitimate questions.
5: In the face of this onslaught, Israel's military is facing criticism for its slow response on Saturday morning.
0: Oh, no, we can't. Blame Israel for a slow response. This whole thing has to be President Trump's fault. Yeah, even though he hasn't been in office for three years after they robbed the elections, stole the elections, or read the elections, we still must blame Trump. Oh, I'm not talking about leftists. I'm not talking about CNN and MSNBC, Joy Reid, or any of those other crazies. I'm talking about his own former Vice President, Mike Pence with a new level of ridiculousness
9: well i am but let me begin at where where we ought to start i mean that disastrous withdrawal from afghanistan has emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world and now war is raging uh, in eastern europe and and president joe biden's kowtowing for the last two and a half years to the mullahs in iran lifting sanctions begging them to get back in the iran nuclear deal and then uh paying six billion dollars in a ransom Uh, for hostages, I I think set the conditions uh, for this unprecedented terrorist attack uh, by Hamas against Israel. But I also believe this is what happens when we have leading voices like Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Ron DeSantis signaling retreat from America's role as leader of the free world. Look, uh, what happened in Ukraine was an unprovoked invasion by Russia what happened this weekend was an unprovoked invasion by Hamas uh, into Israel uh, and I really believe now more than ever uh, both uh, the debate within the Republican Party and the debate within America is whether or not we're we're going to once again stand without apology as the leader of the free world as the arsenal of democracy the heartbreaking images coming out of both of these theaters of operations Remind us that uh, America is the indispensable leader uh, of the free world. And if I'm president of the United States, we'll lead from American strength. Every day,
0: Mike Pence shows his true colors more and more. He is one of those globalist warmongers, and loves nation building and the involvement of America in other people's affairs. It's Trump's fault. And, of course, Rimmig Swami and DeSantis and others who say, hey, maybe we don't need to be involved in every single conflict. Maybe we should mind our own business or at least take care of our own first. Then he goes on to say unprovoked. Look, I am not a fan of Putin. I'm not a fan of Zelensky. But Putin wasn't completely unprovoked. They were going to put missiles right there on his border. Once again, the United States almost went to war with Russia over the Cuban Missile Crisis. And that was not physically on our border, but close to it, Cuba being uh, 90 miles away from Florida. Now, if you can't blame Trump, who else do you blame? Oh yeah, let's not forget that President Trump also was the author of Abrahamic Peace Accords, but I guess we're supposed to forget all about that. Now, this is now officially a war, declared so by Netanyahu, and there have been swift and thorough retaliation and action by the Israeli forces against Hamas and these terrorists.
5: By Sunday morning, it's warplanes smashing the strip with near constant airstrikes. <laughs> Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has promised to turn Gaza into an island of ruins. For some residents, that devastation already a reality, with Gazan health authorities reporting many hundreds killed in Israeli attacks. Israel says this destruction is just the start of a long response to Hamas's unprecedented attack. Tanks and munitions also massing by the border with Lebanon, following artillery and rocket fire back and forth with Hezbollah to the north. Large numbers of soldiers are mobilising in the now militarised zone near Gaza, with a warning to Palestinian civilians to back away from the boundary line that Hamas had breached. There are tens of thousands of military personnel in the surrounding areas near Gaza, We will continue to arrive to every settlement until we kill all the gunmen who are inside Israeli territory. Several countries have called for the violence to cease, but no sign either side will contemplate a cessation anytime soon.
0: Now, one of those calling for the unequivocal end to all of this came from the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs at the U.S. government, who tweeted out of the weekend, We unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has incurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. That's right, the Office of Palestinian Affairs wants a ceasefire to everything. I, I like the response from Representative Claudia Tenney of the Ways and Means GOP, co-chair of Election Integrity and... Representative representing the uh, New York 20, uh, 24th District, U.S. Pal Affairs tweeted out that all sides must refrain from violence. We cannot conflate terrorists targeting Israeli civilians and our greatest ally in the region defending itself. Whomever wrote this tweet must be fired and the Biden administration must publicly denounce this shameful tweet. Yeah, but what's really so shameful about this tweet? Now, to you and I, that'd be a shameful, right? A country defending itself against terrorists and then having, you know, be told that, oh, you must stand down. But then again, this is coming from the Office of Palestinian Affairs. But what's the embarrassing thing here? This was in part enabled by $6 billion being freed up and unfrozen and allowed... To go to iran iran is the one who funds hamas now i know some people are saying oh no this has been the works for a long time it couldn't be that money yeah iran knowing that they're going to get that six billion dollars allowed them to go ahead and fund this up front and release those six billion dollars that joe biden released to them just made it so they can reimburse this operation and the crazy thing is, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, does not deny that this funding from Iran goes to terror. Or, to be more exact, we had Anthony Blinken on the Sunday shows recognizing that, yeah, the priority of Iran is to fund terrorism. But that's okay. We had to give them that $6 billion or access to those $6 billion. Absolutely incredible the amount of evil lying. And then even when they tell the truth, they just do it like, hey, yeah, yeah, we, we know. We know they, they use the money for terror, but that's their money. Unfreaking believable.
1: What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that
3: happened. Iran has, ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions.
0: Anthony Blinken, the U.S. State Department, the whole world knew what Iran was going to do with the $6 billion once we unfroze it and gave them access to it. They were going to fund terror. Doesn't matter what sanctions happen. That's what they use the money for, but that's okay. Joe Biden wanted to make sure they got their cash. There's more happening here, folks. we got war drums beating. We've got Lindsey Graham talking about going after Iran, partnering with Israel. We've got... Talk of Hezbollah and others, uh, other nations wanting to get involved in this war, they want their world war. They want their conflict. Was the blame really Trump? Was it just a breakdown of intelligence, or did the intelligence know this was happening and they were stu- they wanted to stand down, or U.S. intelligence was giving wrong intelligence to Israel if they had it to provoke yet another conflict? I don't know the answers to all those things. I'm investigating it, and when I find, or what I find, if of interest or convincing or needs to be discussed, I will present it in the upcoming episodes, because this conflict is not going to go away anytime soon. I want to thank you all for being here on the BCP podcast. For those of you watching, you may have noticed that we have excellent news. My attorney was able to get a hold of Twitter And have them reinstate my account. So make sure that you click the link down below if you are on Twitter X. uh, And follow uh, the Black Conservative Patriot original Twitter account. We'll be posting to there and to the BCP podcast. uh, But we're happy, very, very happy, I am very, very happy to have my Twitter back. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless, and thank you so much for your support of this program, the BCP Podcast.
1: We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.